Welcome back, guys. My name is Dimitri Sebastian. And I'm Wes Kendall. And we are back in session where your fitness and lifestyle questions are answered and bro science is put to the test. Yeah. Look, look at the way that I glisten. I saw me dripping. Put it in care if you gave me permission. Gave us some bash She walked out the clinic. Now she's gonna be so for a little Uh, I think you've been practicing your radio voice there, haven't you? You've become more uh, deep in monologue and, you know, a lot more of the... Consistency yeah. is key. I like it. It's like very professional of us entering this new year, <laughs> which is kind of what I want to talk about is, you know, starting this new year off and, you know, being specific on what you want to bring in with you and what you want to sustain or not. So uh, the, that is good because instead of doing the whole like, this is how I'm going to change everything. It's like, no, mm-hmm. just look at this as a, it's a line in the sand that everyone agrees exists. Mm-hmm. It's like, and you can keep your bullshit with you as you cross the line or you can leave some bullshit behind. Yes. And there is, I think all of us have some bullshit that we should leave behind in 2020 as well as some good habits and good things that we've learned that we need to carry on with us and sustain. Uh, so, I mean, what do you think? Do you like to, uh, when you set your goals, like think, Hey, these are the little things I need to do to accomplish the goals. Or do you feel like, uh, it's better just to kind of go all in at once? Um, I, so what I do when I, when I want to go into, cause we talked a little bit about the, uh, the, the goal setting last time, but yeah, we, I think this, what we should get more into is like the, the, the parts that go into that. The, and, and I do believe that I like to set a large goal, Right. Because that makes more sense to me. That's more like visceral. It makes more sense to me. Yeah. However, then you need to like walk it back and say like, cool, what are the the fine parts of that that are going to make that goal like achievable? Yeah. So my whole thing is uh, what's my bullshit? I want to leave in the past. Right. Okay. Um, I want to leave in the past the fact that I'm disorganized. And yeah. that uh, most of my goals have not been achieved specifically because I don't hold myself accountable because I am not organized. Mm-hmm. So, like, what habits do I need to do to do that? And really, those habits are just, like, be back on my bullshit so that I can leave my bullshit behind. What do you think is a good way to decide whether, like, a habit is worth bringing with you or not? Is it getting you to where you need to be? So, actually, it's good. I actually like that you said that. Because I know some people that are, like... Uh, Here's a good example. Um, people who I know who are like in fitness and yeah. have like been on stage, competed, mm-hmm. they have had bad habits in the way that when they did slip up on their diet, mm-hmm. like the next day they would like severely, severely restrict. Oh, yeah. To, as like a punishment. So yeah. that was a habit that they had, but it did not lend itself to actually achieving their goals. It was them just being... It was counterproductive. Exactly. Sometimes. Yeah. So there's a lot of things like that. Like, okay, um, I want to be, I want to get higher up at work. So I'm going to stay late every single day. Mm-hmm. Well, my, your boss leaves at five mm-hmm. and he doesn't see that you're staying till seven. Yeah. So maybe that's not a beneficial habit because you're really yeah. just making, it's especially if you're not getting, I mean, if you're getting shit tons of work done, that's besides the point. But if you're just sitting there late mm-hmm. to look like you're late, but your boss left at five, like 
probably want to leave that one in the past. Right. That's not getting you anywhere. It may look good on paper, but it's not really mm-hmm. like producing the results that you want. That's the thing. Habits just need to, if, if it's not producing the goal or the, the end state that you're looking yeah. for, get rid of it. That's a, uh, a big thing. And unfortunately, it takes time to figure that out. Oh, like, big time. Yeah. You don't just know immediately like, oh, this habit's not working. It's like you kind of have to give it a solid try and, you know, play it out. Exactly. And I think you could also adjust fire. So it's not like you have to start entirely new. Right. That's true. Like, so for me, like a habit I need to get into is what I'd like. I actually, here, here's a habit I'm going to leave behind, but really it's just like a habit I'm going to create. And I'm going to say right now is my sleep schedule mm-hmm. is big duty caca. It's uh, I'm going to bed super late. I'm waking up early. So I'm actually getting like no sleep because I like to stay up in the middle of the night and go to bed at like two and then I have to wake up for meetings and stuff. So I'm up at like seven thirty. and really mm-hmm. I've learned about myself. Like what I need is like eight hours, pretty solid. Like I used to be right. like able to do the whole five bullshit. It's yeah. not beneficial for me. So like that habit I need to leave behind and then move into the new year with a better one. Mm-hmm. Like one I need to keep though is like, I've been like really on my like hydro homie bullshit. That's true. You've been on your hydration. I feel so much better. Yeah. I would feel probably 10 times better if I'd actually sleep, but mm-hmm. I feel less tired because I'm actually hydrated now. My skin's better. Um, I, it just like, I my it controls my hunger better. does all these different things. So that's like a habit I want to pull into 2021. I like that. And that seems to be like, it would support your goal of, you know, being on your shit at work, you know, just like you said, exactly. basically all of my goals just center around not being tired. <laughs> well, I mean, isn't that so funny? It just, I, I thought of that, uh, I thought about that when you said, you know, when I was younger, it used to be no problem. Six hours of sleep, I'd just get up to it. Mm-hmm. But that wasn't like putting you in a position where you were enjoying what you're doing. It was like, yeah, I survived the next day at work. But it's not like, you know, I was able to like have a good time and, you know, be productive and be really, you know, feeling like I was every part of this work and stuff like that. You know? Exactly. It's a it's it's weird how for such a long time in life we get away with treating ourselves like shit because we can yeah it's like not because you should it's like oh yeah i uh, people do it all the time it's like yeah when i was like a kid i would like go and play football and work out and never stretch once it didn't matter at all it's like okay yeah you could do that and it didn't cause any problems yeah. doesn't mean but that should. doesn't mean you should have done that because exactly. now you have the bad habit set and who knows how much better off you would have been if you'd started you know actually stretching back then completely agree completely agree well nice um Anything else you want to say on habits now, or should we? I mean, what are, do you have any habits that you're leaving behind? Uh, I would say that some big ones I want to do is not to fall back on like less structured eating when I don't have like a, a goal or something I'm currently working on. Say it again for the people in the back. <laughs> yes. So that's... no more unstructured eating. God, the, it is so easy to fuck up when you're always together. Yeah. Like, especially if you're a meal prepper. Because if you're, like, someone who eats, like, garbage all the time, yeah. you feel, like, a low grade of guilt no matter what. But the people who have, like, their diet 70% nailed down mm-hmm. are the best at screwing up their diets. Yeah. Because it's like, well, you know, I don't have my meal prep done, so I guess I've got to go eat a whole pizza. I guess I have, have no choice but to go to Chick-fil-A. Exactly. I know. Yeah. It's funny how that works. <laughs> like, well, I guess I could have spent the same amount of money and got something healthier, but it's like, no, 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 no. No. I didn't have my meal prep today. I am going to ruin my month. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. So that's not a good habit. And I feel like that's more of like a, a, 
a mental decision than anything else, you know, that could be corrected. Yeah. Yeah. Easy. So that's a big one. Also, another one I want to do is I want to think, have, uh, thinking more empathetically and more selflessly as opposed to the other way around as more of a default, as opposed to what I currently do, which is thinking of myself first before I start to think of, you know, a group setting more. So I want to switch that as more of a default way of, you know, acting. That's a tough one. That's very a tough, tough. one because it's very active. Yes. It's a very active role. It takes a lot of repetitive, intentional practice. Exactly. Because like for me, it's easy because I default to, like, being concerned about other people. So, like, mine's the opposite. It's, like, mm-hmm. I'll oftentimes, like, blame myself for stuff. Mm-hmm. And then there's other times where, like, other people are, perfect example, we went to, like, a, a, a restaurant the other day, and the waiter was being, like, outwardly incredibly disrespectful to me mm-hmm. like just it was like i was like very confused like really are you really doing this it, it, yeah. it was so bad that yeah. like i thought it was fake yeah like i was like, like am i being punked like this guy is like he brought me like the one like the wrong drink yeah and i was like hey is this a whiskey ginger ale and he's just like uh, yeah and i'm like yeah like ginger ale like you know like a canada dry like is that what this is And he's like i don't know and i'm like i think it's your job to know <laughs> and uh it was just shit like that the entire yeah. night and guess what like i still tipped him i couldn't not do it yeah like it was like i it was because there's a lot of times where like the server's bad and i'm like hey maybe they're having a bad night like no this guy is a turd right not it's a good dude not, and and but that's the thing is like the the thing i probably should have done has been like being willing to like be like hey you didn't provide me a good service yeah so i'm not going to reward the bad service but for me i'm like i'm still gonna tip you because i can't deal with that. I'm not drunk enough yet to get into a fight with the staff. <laughs> Bring me two sake bombs. Bring me two sake bombs. <laughs> and now I am ready to argue with your white staff. <laughs> but there's like two sizes. So I have to actively remember to like where my lines are with our with respect with people. And then you have to be like, okay, I'm hearing you. I'm yeah. going to look at your side. What you're saying. <laughs> I'm going to relate to you because it just sound real stupid. Yeah. Okay, it sounds less stupid now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Now I'm going to address it because yeah. it's a, that snap like, that doesn't make sense to me, so it should not make so sense wrong. to you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I totally so it's definitely that. wrong because it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, yeah I definitely don't want to keep It's hard. That. It's hard. But it's like once you, you, you get good at it very quickly because it's like it's such mm-hmm. an easy to break down thing. It's like stop, think, especially when you treat like kids. That's right. what I always tell people. I was like, don't talk to people like they're kids, but if you ever really want to understand someone who makes no sense to you, Think about it like you were talking to a child. Like, break it down to that level and be like, oh, you're mad because of this. Because mm-hmm. you're not understanding this part. Okay, now I can approach this, like, with full context. Because now I understand why you're mad. Because you don't have all the information. It turned out I did and you didn't. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe I don't have practice dealing with children, so it's hard to... Dude, I'm telling you. Don't yeah. <laughs> don't don't kneel down on it. It's like, okay, hey, how's it going, bud? But yeah, that's a... That's yeah. a I like that one, though. I think that we could all do better to, like, find out where we stand in that spectrum mm-hmm. and, like, learn how to see it from the other way. Yeah, you could definitely go too far one way or the other, oh, for sure. Easy. Yeah. And then we got some of you guys out there who are like, I'm perfect. I understand everyone and myself. And it's like, you are the one I'm most sus on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, so that's what I want to bring in there. Some things that I think we should also talk about is when we're doing a lot of these new habits or like we're trying to push through uncomfortable situations is, you know, the conversations you have with yourself in your head, self-talk is what it's called. 
and then how that affects what you do because we don't give it credit like the the words and the conversation that we have in our head like hugely hugely uh, affects our decisions in what we make now we have talked about this before yeah and uh i've gone into detail about how i have horrendous self-talk my options are like um you know total asshole inside of my mind to like basically total apathy those are like my in-betweens right um how is your self-talk well i've gone through a couple different like levels of this where i've first thought that it would be best to ignore self-talk and like not acknowledge it because i thought that it was like not healthy to just even like pay any attention to it then i went through a phase where i thought that i had to pay all my attention to it and be like super aware of Mm -hmm. it and like you know every little thing that came up to my head i had to listen and assess and decide like what what did that mean and what you know am i supposed to do yeah. about that which is also wrong that's too much yeah <laughs> too much if we if we assess every single thing we thought you're not gonna get anywhere yeah it's, you're you're basically dealing with the crazy person at that mm-hmm. point because you know that's an insanity and then now i'm realizing that self-talk can be like a interesting way to like uh see different perspectives and ideas for a situation but it's actually almost irrelevant and your initial convictions, beliefs, and views should ultimately determine your action, not how you think and feel about the situation in the current moment. Now, where I have been uh, changing my mind with self-talk is because I actually am, I agree with you 50%. Yeah. Because I think self-talk gets in the way a lot. Yes. Because especially when it's negative and especially when it's like self-aggrandizing to an argument. Yes. So if your self-talk is telling you, like, you're a piece of shit, you can't do anything, not good. If your self-talk is telling you, everyone around me is saying that I'm wrong, but I'm clearly right, not good Mm self-talk. The self-talk that I've recently uh, been trying my best to actually listen to is that is uh, accepting when you have done something right. Mm -hmm. So a lot of us like to ignore our achievements and a lot of us don't like accepting comments. Like, I'm the worst about that. Like, my girlfriend's like, oh, you look handsome today. And I'm like, no, I don't. And I, like, cartwheel out of the room. <laughs> and then, uh, and that's just because, like, for me, it's like, I, do I think she's lying? No. Do I not appreciate the compliment? No, I love getting a compliment. But a lot of us are bad at receiving compliments because we don't spend a lot of time saying, like, damn, you did a good job of this. And that's why, like, tracking's good mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. for, like, uh, fitness and stuff. That's why, you know, keeping tabs and where you've been, writing journals, stuff like that. Um you know, allowing yourself to say like, damn, like I did a good job at blank. That's an excellent point. I really like that you said that. And I, I forgot to include that in there. No, that no, you're good. You're good. Yeah. The, uh, so yeah, a lot of self-talk is useless. Like if you listen to your internal dialogue all day, you're just a crazy person. Like yeah. talking to yourself is a crazy person thing to do. Mm-hmm. Listening to yourself is <laughs> fine. But yeah. like, if you start doing this whole thing of like, Hmm, what about this? What about this? What about this? Yeah. Like, you know, I get it. Some of that's fine. But at the end of the day, you got to realize like you're interacting with the outside world. If you're interacting with yourself too much, you're going to lose your goddamn mind mm-hmm. or you already have. Um, but you're, you're going to go in circles. <laughs> if you're calling yourself a piece of shit, shut up, let other people call you a piece of shit. And then I'm sure you'll find a way to argue with mm-hmm. them. It's funny how that works. It's like, like, Oh, you're, if I call myself a weak piece of shit, I'll believe it in an instant. But if yeah. someone walks into me in the gym and calls me a weak piece of shit, I'll be like, meet me out of the parking lot right now. <laughs> 
and I'm going to bite your ear off. Like I am yeah. going to Mike Tyson you. We are going, you're mm-hmm. both of us are going to die out here today. And then we're both but, going to jail. <laughs> exactly. But it's funny how we have that conviction. If it's someone else. Yeah. It's a completely different when, you know, a lot of us do that. And I've said in previous podcasts, we only treat ourselves like we treat ourselves worse than we allow other people to treat us. Absolutely. Yeah. So now we need to flip it around and say, yeah. you need to learn to treat yourself better then you let other people, I don't know. Yeah. You know. It's okay to accept comments. But like, I would say... Uh, give yourself credit. Give yourself yeah. credit. Accept the compliments. Realize when the compliments are full of shit. I'm sorry, moms and dads of the world. Sometimes your compliments are full of shit. Like, you're so great. It's like, not really. It's <laughs> but, like, I appreciate it, mom, but I, I need other accountability sometimes. If like your yeah. teacher, your trainer, your freaking sensei you're someone who like you respect in a field your boss your coworker, your significant other your friend if they say something good about you they're probably not lying yes people who are in positions to to who don't gain anything from saying something nice to you like a rival or an enemy if they say something oh good, even yeah. better yeah. even better like someone you just fucking don't like yeah those are like number one best compliments is like when you're like someone who like you really don't like that much if they like laugh at a joke or they're like Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's right. It's mm-hmm. like now, now it matters more because fuck that guy. But I, he agrees yeah. with me, and I don't trust him. And he doesn't trust me, so that means I am right. Yeah, <laughs> vindicated. <laughs> exactly. Like those are, uh, you know, that's the self talk's weird. It's a, it's a balance. Yeah. So I think you're right. You have to give yourself credit, and not doing that, and also shutting down the negative self talk is what leads most towards you know, taking action on what Mm -hmm. you need to do. It's like, how many times do we talk ourselves out of, you know, something we already agreed to do in the past because we're like, oh no, I don't feel like the timing's right or I'm too busy or if, you know, I'm tired and it's not, you know, convenient. So it's, that's usually what hangs us up. It's the self-talk that we do after the commitment, you know, after we are supposed to take the action, not, uh, you know, us deciding on it beforehand. My official response to all negative talk moving forward and this is not a politics thing. This is a reality thing. Mm-hmm. Donald Trump was president. Yeah. If, if Donald had... Trump can become the president of the United States, you can apply for the job you're not qualified for. That's a good example because, like, he, if you would have listened to all that, uh, the self talk from all the pressure he was getting and hate from everyone else, he wouldn't have done what he did. Every yeah. single statistic, like polls, everything said it will never happen. This is impossible. And again, it has nothing to do with what he did or how it went down. It's just that he was without a doubt one of the least qualified people to show up <laughs> and he got it. So, and that a, that begs a question of like, what is qualified? Yeah. That is a, that is a question you should be asking yourself all the time. It's like, you know, if you're a doctor, I yeah, qualified. Yeah. It's pretty important. If you're an engineer qualified is pretty important, but if you're applying for director of social media marketing, what does qualified mean? Yeah. Because they're going to be like, oh, you need a master's degree, this, that, and the other. It's like, well, first of all, getting your master's in marketing doesn't mean dick. You know, it means more is like, oh, yeah, I have this, like, I've been running small social media pages for this, that, and the other. It's just like you can find where qualified is in the nooks and crannies of what they're saying. So it's just mm-hmm. like the worst thing they can say is no. Yeah, that's true. And, I mean, if – that goes to show you if you can get in your own way more than other people mm-hmm. can get in your way. Exactly. And mm-hmm. a lot of times, stuff like that, they, they uh, add a barrier of entry to mm-hmm. prevent people from applying. 
they don't want like people who aren't confident or feel capable applying for stuff. Yeah, that's true. It's definitely harder when you do it like that. Um, I think in order to, once you start taking action, we talked about this in the past, like once you start taking action, it's easier to keep it going. It's like when we're talking about going to the gym when you're already out from work. You know, if you're already out running errands yeah. or you're on your way back from work, it's easier to stop by the gym on your way home than to like leave your house. You keep monologuing. I'll be right back. <laughs> yeah. And uh, keep after, from there, keep going, go to the gym, finish what you need to do. So I think that when people set up what they need to do in their schedule strategically, then it helps a lot with, you know, what you have to do to get things done. Like, don't set up your schedule where it's inconvenient, where it's going to make your life harder or going to be mentally harder to stick to your plan. You want it to be as like smooth and easy on yourself as possible. Because if you're making your own schedule, why not do that? Yeah, exactly. Sorry about that, guys. My nose uh, decided that I needed to blow it right then. Yes. Um, I agree with that entirely. The barriers of entry yeah. are the best way to screw yourself up. Anything you can do to make and achieving that goal easier is going to make it better. It makes it mentally easier. It makes it physically easier. Bag in the car, ready to go. One thing and one exercise I like to do is uh, draw up like what your perfect day would be like today. So here I am. I'm going to wake up at 11 a.m. I'm going to go and play video. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> so, I mean, the the funny part is it's like, yes, literally do that, but you have to include in like, hopefully, you know, you want also on an ideal day to be productive and do your passion, which is hopefully like something that makes you money. So that's why ideally this isn't like, and ideally that that would be everyone's job, but that's not everyone. Well, I think that you can do what you're saying. Cause things, if it's easy to be like, Oh, well, all I want to do is drink and stay on the beach. That's my ideal day. It's like, all right, thanks, Bob. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm glad that that's your (laughs) favorite day. It's the same. Um, But I can say that you can say, make what is a day that is the most... uh, Day you could be proud of, right? Day you could be proud of or the most most in line with your goals. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, it's like, you can even make it to be a day out that you're like, you probably aren't going to do. Like, it's like, yeah, first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to wake up at 6 a.m. I'm going to go on a run. And then I'm going to take a shower. I'm mm-hmm. going to make breakfast. I'm going to go to my first meeting. And right. then I'm going to spend an hour to make sure that I'm entirely organized. That, and then you set like this perfect, just badass, you take no breaks type of day. And then you're done at four. And you go to the gym. And then you get done. You spend time. You make dinner. You hang out with your girlfriend. And then I'm going to play video games for 20 minutes and go to bed so I can get eight hours of sleep. Right. And then what really happens is you get 50% of those things done. You Get sidetracked. You you just, you're all over the place. However, it's good because what it does is it gives you a framework of what your Mm -hmm. day could or should look like. Where you can find space. And then you can meet it in the middle somewhere. It's like, I'm not waking up at six to go on a run before work. Mm -hmm. Fuck you. I'm not doing it. Me. I don't care if you want me to do that. Mm -hmm. Like yesterday me said, go on a run. This is today me. And today me doesn't give a damn what yesterday me said. (laughs) The... But what I can do is do all those things in between the working hours and still make it to the gym right after, like I said, I was going to. Right. And make dinner. And it's like, okay, we well, did all those things. That's and then I'm going to actually play video games for like two and a half hours mm-hmm. and maybe get one hour less sleep than I was supposed to. 
but that was still like 80% of what I was supposed to do. Which is, you know, over the long run, like a lot of progress, you know? Exactly. And then once you get those habits set, you can like reapproach some of the other ones. Yeah. And one thing you could do, I like to add on this is, you know, you make that list of waking up at 6 a.m., doing the uh, yoga, first thing, meditation, eating my kombucha shot. You know, you make all those little things that you want to do. If kombucha is a habit you have to make, you're wrong. Kombucha is great. <laughs> it should be a habit. It should be fun. I love kombucha. <laughs> uh, so, like, you have, like, this master list of everything that you want to do in your ultimate schedule. Then you take a second look at it, and it, sure, I like what you said. The next day, take a look at it, you know, have some mm-hmm. time, and then circle on there, like, what you're actually willing to do on that mm-hmm. list. And that's like what your that those are your real priorities. Those aren't like the priorities that you want to have. Those are the priorities you actually have, which yeah. is a difference because like I want to, you know, eat only root vegetables and uh white rice as my carb source and stuff like that. But I love pizza. So it's like, like that's what I actually love. All of the other carbs. So it's like. They're all great. <laughs> yeah. For example, you know, I want to want only the good foods, but that's not the reality of the situation. I also, if I'm being real with myself, want the bad foods too. And that's another thing too is we're talking at this from like a level of someone who's like almost like just tuning in and like, okay, like I have everything right. Mm-hmm. Another thing is if you're coming from like a place of like, look, I'm unhealthy. I smoke. I drink too much, I drink soda, and I don't have a girlfriend or a boyfriend. I do all these things. If you do if you attack all of these things at once, right, your success is not gonna look great. It's gonna be it's gonna be way more difficult that way. Very true. Like I, I have actually straight up done it and I actually ended up being successful, but I think I could have been more successful in the long term mm-hmm. is I went from I am done drinking soda, I'm done eating junk. And I also tried to quit smoking at the same time. And two of those things worked out, and I switched to dipping. And then later on, I was like, cool, I'm going to quit dipping. I'm also going to quit drinking. Went horrible. Mm-hmm. Then I've now I finally said, I'm still allowed to drink, and I'm still, and I, but I'm not going to dip more. So like now tobacco's out of my life, but now I still drink. And the thing is for me, now I've gotten to the point where I'm like, why do I keep trying to quit drinking it's not a problem for me. It's not a health issue for me. I think I'm just doing it because I think I want to be like holier than thou for people. And I realize like, okay, that's the one thing I'm going to allow myself because I have no other real vices. Yeah. It's like what you have an idea of being like a good person should do, but that's not necessarily what you want to exactly. do or even what a good person does. You know, it's just an mm-hmm. idea of mm-hmm. what it's an expectation. An expectation. Cause yeah. there, it, there's reality and then there's expectations and it's, you have to ask yourself, like, am I doing this because I actually want to, because it's good for me, because of yada, yada, yada? Mm-hmm. Or am I doing this because of some weird perceived mm-hmm. version of how I think things are supposed to be? Exactly. So if you are, if you are, you know, unhealthy, fat, your relationships aren't where you want it to be, your job's where you want it to be, you need to figure out where to start first and try and do, like, one at a time because if you do them all at once, like, it is harder. You're setting yourself up to have a... More miserable journey. Exactly. <laughs> you might achieve all of them yeah. at once because you're... Maybe you're even hard, faster. You're a hard ass and you're awesome. You get there. But like, yeah, you're going to have a bad time. <laughs> yeah. It's true. Um, yeah, I think that's really important. I think also, like what we said, uh, when you're identifying which habits to do, like you have to eventually be real with yourself and say like, I put on this paper, I want to do these three habits, but I haven't done any of them. So then you have to be real with yourself and say that you don't truly want to do those yet. You know, exactly. it's like, and maybe you'll get there, 
but you're not there right now. That is a really good point because a lot of yeah. people, it's like, are you ready to quit? And yeah. It's like, no. It's like, it's well, like you want not, to, but you're not ready. You're not ready. Yeah. Like, you can't, the whole, like, uh, intervention show and all that shit, and it's like, oh, you know, my 600-pound life, it's like, are you actually ready to be better? Because if you're not, then this whole thing is like, for us, not you, and it's not going to get there. Right. And it's like, you have to have either, I think, enough, like, to hit enough stress to hit, like, that rock bottom point to motivate you to snap and get out of it, or you have to set a big enough goal that it pressures you. It's like one of those two things. It's, like, probably the only way you can really change a habit from being something that you, uh, you know, just idealize to something that you actually have to do. Also, half measures matter. So, like, when we're talking about, like, athletes, it's like you got to whole ass everything. Yeah. But also, it's like if you are trying to approach something new, it's like, hey, I go to the gym twice a week, mm-hmm. and mostly I just walk on the treadmill. It's like, if that was if that's up from zero, good. Yeah, that's progress and progression. That's good. Yeah. If that's if, Because that's the thing, like you right. said, it's like it's better to have three really easy habits to start than three habits that you never even start because they're too hard. It's like, right. Like, yeah, I, I still eat like shit, but I only drink unsweetened tea. I don't drink soda anymore. Yeah. Boom. Boom. There's, a, there's a progress right there. Cash money. Because then guess what? Then you do that for a whole entire year because we're only allowed to change our habits at New Year's. Yeah. That's it. Save it for next year. Every single time. <laughs> you got a whole year and not and now you're going to be like, wow, I'm now ready for one, add one more thing to this. Yeah. <laughs> But I picked up three bad things <laughs> in the process. You know what? We'll deal with it. Heroin and, uh, you know, unprotected sex. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Hey, do I look like a saint? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, I mean, besides that, I'm just going to name off like a couple habits that I want to leave and a couple that I want to bring with me. For uh, sure. Just to round it out. Uh, just to share share time. Uh, so I some habits that I want to leave with me are or that I want to take with me are continuing to eat multiple meals a day. Mm-hmm. I think that is definitely helps me maintain a level of leanness and uh, muscle mass this year throughout 2020 more than I have in the past, just because more protein, more fuel, and more reminding my metabolism to keep burning. Um, also, I'm going to maintain like producing and putting out content with like this podcast you know for example i think that's really good mm-hmm. mentally and for like my business and for you know just being uh help being on mission for you know providing help and assistance to others so i think that's also another one to bring with me okay you're leaving any behind Do you have that list that are just your we're going positive um, only i could go yeah i guess i can go right into it um yeah i want to get better at like eating more as like the lifestyle as opposed to you know like mm. I'm on or I'm off my diet, which I already mentioned. Um, also, I want to, you know, be able to think more empathetically as my de- default. And then third, I want to, uh, I guess, continue to work on being better at my finances and budgeting and stuff. That's a good one, actually. That's a really good yeah. one. <laughs> as I really never paid much attention to till recently, and now it's, you know, Time to start working on that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Never too early. Never too early. Never too late. Just start yeah. working on your finances. Yeah. I'm leaving behind bad sleeps. Yep. I'm leaving behind. Actually, I don't know. I think that might be the only one I'm physically leaving behind. I'm trying to think of it. I know I'm bringing ahead. We're drinking lots of water. Mm-hmm. I'm going to continue putting myself into situations where I can fail. Ooh. That was a big that's one. That's a really good that one. I didn't do. I was thinking about that. I was like, hmm, what, what do I have been doing right? It's like, 
Recently, this year has been tough for me because I keep getting myself into situations where I fail or screw Pushing up. Yourself, yeah. And that means that I'm doing the right things. Yeah, you're expanding. Um, um, I'm moving in to, you know what I'm leaving behind too? I'm leaving behind the... The uh, damn cat. I'm just kidding. <laughs> cat comes too. The cat comes with us. I'm leaving behind the uh, the the dietary bullshit where I I am like the king right now of, uh, of maintaining. Mm-hmm. Like the... Uh, working out against my eating or mm-hmm. eating against my working out. And it's just like, I keep doing all these random things. I've been doing, I've been losing weight, gaining weight. And most times for like a reason, because I'm like testing with something. And really I just got to stop acting stupid and I got to get to some consistency. So I'm going to leave behind the, uh, the excuses that come along with that because I know what to do and I have been doing it. And then I'll end up screwing around. Like the holiday seasons were a great example. Mm-hmm. Like I am, I have put myself back a little bit. Because I was just like, haven't we all? <laughs> I know, right? But you just don't need to. You just need yeah. to think hard. I know what I need to do. Also, you know what we're bringing into 2021? You know what we're bringing in? What up? We're bringing back cardio. Yes, me too. I'm going to run outside. I'm going to do it mm-hmm. on like later this month. But I have yeah. because my neighborhood's scary. Once you, yeah. Oh, how's the new neighborhoods you're looking at? Uh, I mean, they're all fine. They're all yeah. better than where I'm at now. Like, it's hard to get worse than where I'm at right now. So, uh, but, but I actually did specifically pick places where I can run. Where I can not die. You can move to South Tucson. Oh yeah, I, that easy, easy. Or, you know, that, that's so much better. Southeast Tucson, even better. Oh <laughs> yeah, where they, you know, the, the South, you know, South Tucson, where they had to actually like unincorporate it from the rest of Tucson yeah. to lower the crime, so that Tucson wasn't the sixth highest crime city in the United States. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That, that, exactly. that South Tucson is yes, that what you're talking about? <laughs> that one. The one with MS13 and ah, yeah, I love know. those guys. Yeah, <laughs> okay, that's like that's my favorite K-pop band. It's good. The fear of death will keep you. Lean. It keeps you moving. Yeah. <laughs> well, with that all said, guys, you always know where to find us. We're at BNS underscore Radio. Please send your questions, like, subscribe, five stars. We love that stuff. Click the button. Else? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You can find me at Dimitri Sebastian on Instagram. You can find me at W Kendall underscore MFT on Instagram. Uh, thanks, guys. Thanks for your questions.